I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? I mean, can anything good come out of Nazareth? After all, Nazareth was the back of the beyond, tiny, a village of a few hundred souls maybe, living in stone huts. Archaeologists who study the place tell us that residents dumped their garbage in the alleyways, so it was literally a dung heap. So can anything good come out of Nazareth? And if it's such a disgusting place, can any one good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Haiti? Can anything good come out of El Salvador? Can anything good come out of the entire continent of Africa? Where do such questions come from? Why does Nathaniel ask such a nasty question? Why has the value of other nations, other continents, and their people become the subject of presidential discussion and media frenzy? Well, while many of us would love to distance ourselves from the clearly racist judgment coming from the White House, the truth is we humans love to judge. Sarcasm is too often the way we make ourselves feel better, superior to others. If we can put down another, whether another's hometown or their region or their race or their intelligence, then we feel more in control. Our brains have done their job. Something was confusing to us, and now we've judged it and so defined it. We're in control. Once we put something in a box and we have labeled it, we have protected ourselves. Not only that, I get to feel good about myself because if you are from a crappy place, then I clearly am from a better place. Even more, a complicated world becomes easier to manage. If certain places are dung heaps, then I don't have to think about them, worry about the people there, or have compassion for them. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Well, our Lord came from, comes from, Nazareth. In fact, Jesus, who asks us to welcome the least of these to care for the sick, visit the imprisoned, clothe the naked, feed the hungry, because when we do so, we welcome Christ himself. Jesus comes from every crappy place you can imagine. The poorest places, the villages without running water, the countries with volatile governments, the cities where children attend schools without heat in the winter, 
or where the water system poisons people with lead, the rural areas overwhelmed with opioid addictions and overdoses, places where natural disasters have crushed infrastructure and the people are struggling to rebuild. Yes, Jesus comes from the crappiest place imaginable because he joined us in our humanity which means he's from Nazareth and Nairobi, New York and Nashville, Port-au-Prince and San Salvador, Cape Town and Abuja, which means he's from here. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Well, that's where Jesus is from. So I guess the answer is yes. Something, someone amazing came out, comes out of Nazareth. And despite Nathaniel's skepticism, sarcasm, nasty self-righteousness, look at how the one from Nazareth responds. He's not nasty in return. Jesus is not defensive. He does not return sarcasm with sarcasm. Rather, Jesus looks at Nathaniel really looks right at him and he sees beyond his judgment, his sarcasm, his need to be better than, to make himself safe through judgment. And Jesus sees him and responds kindly to him. Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. By calling him Israelite, Jesus claims Nathanael as his Jewish brother. It's like an insider endearment. And then Jesus compliments Nathanael on his straightforwardness rather than pointing out his prejudice, his rudeness. Nathanael is surprised. Where did you get to know me, he asks. Jesus tells him he saw him under a fig tree, even before Philip invited Nathanael to join him in following Jesus. Suddenly the scales drop from Nathanael's eyes as he proclaims to and about Jesus, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. In an instant, Nathanael's heart is turned. Instantly, Nathanael goes from skeptic to disciple, from doubt to faith. And it's not because of what he sees or knows. It's not because he's a smarty pants who judges others, who uses sarcasm and stereotypes to remain distant from those who are different from him. No, Nathaniel is changed because of how he is seen, how he is judged, how he is known like the woman at the well who becomes a follower of Jesus because of how deeply Jesus looks at and sees her and knows her. Nathaniel is converted because Jesus gets under his thick armor of judgment and superiority, his indifferent cruelty, and Jesus looks at him deeply, really sees him, and offers a gracious invitation and promise to him. I see you, 
I know you, Jesus says. Under that exterior of brusque judgment, I see one who is seeking the truth. Follow me, for you will know greater things than these. Your life will be richer. It will be more loving, more wonderful than you can imagine if you can drop the crap and allow yourself to be open to the God who has searched you out and knows you. The God who knows you're sitting down and you're rising up. The God who knit you together in your mother's womb. Can anything good come out of Nazareth, out of Haiti, out of El Salvador, out of Africa, out of Indianapolis, out of anywhere? Well, of course, but we'll only see it if we look with the eyes of Christ. We'll only see the good if we drop our judgment, our defensive need to be smartly sarcastic. We'll only see the good if we look for Christ in all that we meet, wherever we go, and we'll only feel it, we'll only know it if we allow Jesus to look, really look, and see us. For we who ask ridiculous, hurtful questions, we who spurn those in need of the hand of friendship, we who would rather judge than love one another, we will only know that good comes out of us when we are seen and known and judged by the God of love, the one who searches us out and knows us, the one who knit all of us together in our mother's wombs. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.